This is Dialogue, a podcast from an American Mosaic. We all have thoughts and something to say about media and social media today. In uh, going around the country the uh, last two plus years, in uh, part of my conversations, I always ask people uh, what they're thinking uh, about media and social media, how it impacts uh, them, uh, their lives, how they use it, and uh, a little bit about uh, where and how they uh, get their information today. From uh, the responses I've had with uh, different people, it's uh, clear that we seem to have uh, maybe a love-hate uh, uh, relationship uh, with uh, social media and uh, how it's uh, kind of become an addiction. I've put together uh, parts of eight conversations uh, that I've had in the past. And uh, while we've been dealing with COVID for the last almost uh, one year, uh, and, and COVID has certainly changed uh, how we view and, and use social media, and it's something that actually has had a positive impact on us and allowed us to stay in touch uh, with family and friends. Uh, a lot of the conversations, however, uh, really reflect uh, how we, we really see uh, media and news and, and social media. And, and I think uh, we'll get back to that after COVID. Uh, certainly, uh, it has a large, large impact on our lives. I'm going to briefly uh, run down the list of the people that you're going to hear from uh, on this podcast. Uh, the first one is Andrew, a young fellow uh, entrepreneur in Detroit, Michigan, uh, who is a black man. Uh, the second is uh, Catherine. Um, a, uh, say a middle-aged, uh, lady who, uh, lives in, uh, Socrates, New York. Uh, the third is, uh, Justin, who is a musician and he resides or calls home in Atlanta, Georgia and travels most of the time. Uh, the fourth is, uh, Jill, who is a newspaper, uh, owner, editor, and publisher in a very small town, Elgin, North Dakota. Uh, the fifth is Ahmet. Ahmet and his family uh, own a uh, very, very thriving uh, coffee uh, shop in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, the sixth is uh, uh, Kristen, who is a uh, young uh, student and uh, server in a uh, restaurant in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, the seventh is uh, Alvaro, uh, a young fellow in uh, Austin, Texas. And the eighth is uh, Nadine, a uh, mother of two and a professional in Seattle, Washington. Before I put on the uh, conversations, I want to take a moment and ask you if you would please subscribe to this podcast and uh, tell your friends. And thank you very much for listening. Well, it's, in my opinion, it's foolish to get all your news from one source. They're all reporting on the same thing. Flip the channel. It's different outlooks. It's different perspectives. Everyone knows Fox is, like, <laughs> they are who they are. Everyone knows CNN, who, like, they are who they are. Um, I think it's comical in a certain sense on where America is. Like, if you look at comedians like Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, um, just any comedian that has touched on politics briefly it's it's comical it's america has been pushed into a corner of unreliability <laughs> like 
like we're not who we used to be. And I think that the problem comes in when you're looking at the generation gap, even when baby boomers and their generation right below them, their children, were seeing America as this great place. And then you go back to those same that same generation, maybe, and you look at the black community, they never saw America as this great place. Um, so it's a, it's a contrast between where America was and where it is. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed to say that Facebook used to be, like, my news source. And, you know, once we found out how manipulated, you know, Facebook has been, and truly fake news comes from that and, and what's going on with Russia, that um, that's no longer what it, you know, that's no longer a reliable source of news. You know, anyone can put up a website, anyone can write anything, anyone can claim anything, and so um, you have to be really diligent about that, you know, and I don't think there's a straight answer as to what is reliable news or not. Um, I, I do think the commentary, you know, a lot of the commentary on CNN and MSNBC is, um, it, it can make you insane, you know, because I, I kind of see the Democrats as, like, very traumatized, and I'm a Democrat, obviously, but I see them as very traumatized group of people because they can't believe what's happening. And in that, in that trauma, they dissect and go over and over and over and over. And there's a kind of madness to this loop, this constant loop, that in, in their quest for finding an answer, I, I think sometimes they lock themselves into this psychological loop and not being able to see clearly. I wish that I didn't have to have it. <laughs> As an artist, it's a huge part of my job. It is. like I mean, it's a, it's a great platform for for marketing, for advertising, and for getting, you know, I I do about 15 to 18 shows a month, and the rest of the time I'm out exploring the country, and I go to some amazing places, and I, I camp, and I hike, and I, like, and I have lots of friends and family who live vicariously through what I post on my social media. Um, you know, for music, I use it, you know, like, it's crazy, but Facebook likes, they count, you know, it shows up. Um, I think that if I think that I use it way too much, I'll be honest. You know, I wish that uh, if I if I wasn't a musician, maybe I wouldn't even have it. You know, but I think that I think it, it creates a, a false sense of identity. You know, um, I think people aren't communicating face to face. The human interaction. I was telling Juan of this last night. Like the human interaction. The connection that we have, this right here, this one-on-one, -on -one, is what sets us apart. You know, like the conversation, and and that's one of the main reasons that I do what I do is because I want to go out and meet as many people as I can, have that connection, build community, like real community with people. And I don't think pe people aren't doing that. People don't talk to each other. You know, they armchair quarterbacks. You know, commenting on something on Facebook. You know, and it's there's no there's no consequences to it. You know, there's no reality to it. Um, I mean, I don't think that social media is a bad thing, but I think that you know, 
it's taken away from, you know, to me, the most important thing that sets humans apart, which is communication between each other, you know. It's all fake on Facebook. <laughs> you can't believe a word you read on Facebook. Um, the only thing that I, if I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see a story, the only ones that I will ever click on is if it is from a news source that I personally know and trust, like a news station in Bismarck or one of the newspapers in North Dakota. Any of the other stories, it's just a tall tale. It's not, it's not true at all. It's all false news. So, and I do think that social media is really doing a number on us just for our self-esteem, just because I can make a comment about you can say something about what's going on in your life and anonymously I can make just a horrible comment to you and move on with my day and not even think about it. You go read that comment. It's not anything that I would say to you sitting face to face or on the telephone. But if I say it in a comment on Facebook, it's fine because I never have to have that interaction with you. I never have to see your response. Maybe we should... Stop commenting on everything, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. All of those things really hurt those people who are posting. So I do use Facebook as I have a Facebook page for the newspaper. And all I do is if something major has happened during the day, I'll do like a little breaking news story. If there's a really close basketball game up at the school that I happen to be at, I will live stream it so people can watch, you know, if there's something really exciting happening. Um, the kindergarten graduation in Carson. Those little kids are super cute. So I live streamed it so people who maybe couldn't be at the graduation ceremony could watch it. And I go to events like a couple weekends ago we had elgin days just here in our community and i probably take 600 pictures and then i have room for probably 20 pictures in the paper so that's an outlet for me to just share those pictures i don't have anything else to do with them and people love to see themselves in pictures so i'll just share those out on the website but we don't have a huge digital following here we do offer an e-edition for people because there's a lot of people who live really far away and the postal service isn't always the most reliable source to get your newspaper. But for the most part, everybody gets the print copy here. They, they would choose that in a heartbeat every day. Mm -hmm. And we are really, you know, there's this whole thing about newspapers dying too. Newspapers aren't dying. I'm not dying at all because in my specific communities that I cover, I'm the only person that's going to go to that Roosevelt kindergarten graduation. I'm the only person documenting that. I feel like I'm the historian for our counties, and I'm documenting that history. If you go in my back room, you'll see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of old bound newspapers. That's the only place that you can find that history. You're not going to be able to go in 100 years on Facebook and look up a picture of a graduation, but you'll find it in my papers back there. And that's why people in small towns love their local newspaper, because we're the only person documenting what's happening. We are the historians of the community. I'm a huge fan of social media, um, in terms of, and from a business standpoint. Right? <clears throat> social media is also a drug to some. It's, uh, it releases Looking at social media, can there was a fabulous um, segment of this. I couldn't tell you. It was a viral video that streamed on social media. There you go. So, 
about this man explaining the how social media is like a kind of a drug, like a bad thing, like an addictive thing. Um, happiness that what is serotonin, that's the happiness drug, you know, pours out of you when you are happy. So that's looking at your Instagram feed and you see something good kind of a release for people to like see that and obtain it and then you kind of get ahead of yourself and like keep going back to it when you're down and when you, I've totally been a victim of that but I'll catch myself and be like I am just need to stop looking at my damn phone for a while and kind of look up at the world and so that's my only con about social media is that if you let it get away from you it will become a sickness and you'll be able to and you won't be able to do anything else but rely on looking at that at the end of your day or during your day and just not getting the proper amount of work done from a business standpoint so that can there are like uh, live video feeds like people that do live video feeds can potentially make up to like a hundred grand per month per year it's a huge market there's people playing video games that yeah, people will pay to watch them play video games. It's just kind of, and you know, there's always, oh, there's going to be an audience for almost everything in the world, which is true. So, and social media opens up the whole world for you to have an audience. And so, yeah, my um, I, my girlfriend is a beauty blogger on Instagram in particular, and she is doing very well. She's driven by it, and. She also understands the whole idea of it kind of being, it could be a drug, it could be bad if you kind of get lost into it, it's like a rabbit hole and kind of get up and you want to, and everyone needs to take a second and look up and like realize that she's, the trees changed color a week ago and they're like, oh, the trees changed and you'll go talk to someone else and be like, oh, that was last week they started. I'm like, okay, I guess I should stop looking at my phone so much then. Yeah, you should. I always try to steer clear of it or try to steer clear of just being this big like portraying myself as somebody on social media because that takes away from who I am as an actual person I think a lot of people are so caught up in who they come off as on their Facebook page or who they are on their Instagram page that when you meet them in real life they've been like painting this picture that's not quite real but maybe what they want to be real that it makes them self-conscious it makes every it makes social contact like so awkward now i feel like because people aren't constantly calling everyone up on the phone like they used to or going and knocking on the door because that was the only way you could get a hold of somebody i feel like it's made like social interaction just so awkward like on a day-to-day basis like people are more concerned with how they look than how they really are and it's it's hard to completely pull away from that, though, because if you just don't have any sort of social media, it's almost like you don't have any connection with the world anymore because everybody's so consumed with that. Um, it's a good way to be connected, but it shouldn't be the only way we're connected. And right now, it's almost as if that's the only way people want to connect. They, You try to call somebody, they're not going to answer, but they'll text you back in two minutes. And it's just... I. I can tell with a lot of people, a lot of personal like friends and all that, it's just made it's made people these days just less socially interesting because they're so more they're more comfortable behind this little social media wall. I think that it's uh, it's an exciting time to be alive. There's so much opportunity all around us, and 
I, I, I feel like a lot of people don't know who they are anymore. You know, I, I think they let uh, the media and they let uh, the marketing just kind of control their brains a little bit too much to the point where they don't have their core fundamental values in place. Me being a millennial, me being uh, 25 years old, I, I can relate to the younger generation and I just feel like they don't, they know who they are one day, then the next day they kind of, you know, go go with the wind because of whatever, whatever rapper is trending or whatever, you know, whatever, uh, Whatever their friend is wearing, whatever the, the the clothing article is, they're letting the clothing article define who they are as a person. That's why you see them spend a hundred dollars on a T-shirt. It's not so much because they like the T-shirt. The T-shirt is ugly, in my opinion. It probably cost three dollars to make, but they're buying it to identify themselves with a culture. They want to buy themselves into the values of the culture, and I think that's what I'm seeing so far. So, once we start finding who we are as a people, as as an individual, I think we'll stop being so much divided because we'll know who we are. It's true, I see this with my children, is that um, their relationships, or the way they want to connect with people is through social media, right? That they have a harder time connecting one-on-one. I see that more... That's more true for my daughter than my son. He just has rejected social media. He thinks it's awful, and he chooses to have friends. Um, But my daughter, while she has friends, they all want to do the same things. Okay, we're going to get together, and we're going to make this video and put it up. Or it's all around the idea that they're doing those things together, and then she'll announce to me, Mom, I got this many likes this time, right? That's like the big thing. And supposedly those likes are a source of um, positive adrenaline. Like when you exercise, those likes are similar to that. So they're looking for that. They're constantly looking for that. So there's a slight addiction. So, you know, I, I never encourage, but what I've learned, I don't encourage and I don't discourage either. I just calmly give my opinion about it and let her make her choice, right? And I say the pros and the cons, and then I say, well, I wouldn't spend as much time doing that because I think you're going to get more out of baking in the kitchen or running around the street with some friends or whatever. That then you would on this idea that you're going to get these certain number of likes. So, but I think that kids and um, the way the next generation is going is all geared towards relationships through social media, unfortunately. Uh, This is a conversation uh, that will be continuing. There is so much to talk about, uh, about media and social media today. Uh, That's it for this podcast and uh, this episode. So thank you very much for listening. And again, if you can please subscribe, sure appreciate it.